This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Did they wait too long? The growing uproar. Was there a delay in the police response? Frustrated parents begging cops to save their children. This department seems to be struggling. Then he walked right in. The door was unlocked. New video of the gunman entering the school and inside the house where he shot his grandmother. Oh, my gosh. And should schools be turned into fortresses? This is the 45. As the nation grapples with grief. It's just really hard here. How does this make sense? Then Amber Heard back on the stand. The extraordinary courtroom confrontation with Johnny Depp's lawyer. You edited that video so that only Mr. Depp would look bad. Your lies have been exposed to the world. And the passed out pilot of the plane that was landed by the passenger with zero experience. This can't be the last time I ever see my husband. And taps across America. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Did they all have to die? That is the infuriating question being asked today. Now that it is known that law enforcement waited up to an hour before taking down that 18-year-old gunman, for the loved ones of those killed at Robb Elementary, many of whom clashed with police outside the school, so far there is no satisfactory answer. Jim Murray begins our coverage from Uvalde, Texas. Did they wait too long? There's growing controversy today over what some parents say was a delay in taking down the elementary school shooter. Video shows angry confrontations between the frantic parents and police. The cops ain't doing but standing outside. One dad on the scene was quoted as saying, let's just rush in because the cops aren't doing anything like they're supposed to. I'll go in with all of them. It took 40 to 60 minutes before the gunman was shot to death. Ever since the Columbine High School massacre 22 years ago, law enforcement tactics call for police to immediately confront school shooters and do what they can to kill them before they can open fire on defenseless students. That apparently didn't happen here. Police defended their actions today. They don't make entry initially because of the gunfire they're receiving. But we have officers calling for additional resources. Everybody that's in the area, tactical teams, we need equipment, we need specialty equipment, we need body armor, we need precision riflemen, negotiators. They say after an hour, Border Patrol tactical teams arrived. They make entry, shoot and kill, 
the suspect. But the news conference left many unanswered questions. This department seems to be struggling to get a basic chronology of what happened. There's no question many officers showed extraordinary bravery. A bullet actually grazed the cap of the Border Patrol agent who took down the shooter. Heartbreak continues in the small town of Uvalde, Texas. I spoke to Adolfo Cruz, whose 10-year-old granddaughter, Eliana, was killed. Every time that, you know, that I would run into her, she'd run up to me, hug me, kiss me. Angel Garza, who lost his daughter, Amory Jo, broke down as he was interviewed by Anderson Cooper. One little girl was just, just covered in blood, head to toe. Like, I thought she was injured. I asked her what was wrong. And she said she's okay. She was hysterical, saying that they shot her best friend, that they killed her best friend, and she's not breathing, and that she was trying to call the cops. And I asked the little girl the name, and she's... <laughs> and she told me, she said, Amory... <laughs> That's how you learn. As this broken community grieves and begins the healing process, they started here at the county fairgrounds with a solemn prayer vigil showing their solidarity and support. There were tears and hugs, and candles were lit in honor of the 19 children and two teachers slain. Ten-year-old Katerina Roque was in the classroom that day, but went home because she was tired. 10 minutes before the shooter stormed in. Did you lose some friends yesterday? Yes. How many friends? 12. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And, and your teacher as well, yes? Yes. This haunting class photo taken earlier this year shows the utter decimation of the fourth grade class targeted by the gunman. Today, the fallen were memorialized in rows of crosses outside Robb Elementary School. Friends and family of the shooter say he had grown increasingly confrontational and violent in recent months. Now, for the first time, we are seeing inside the house where he opened fire on his grandmother before he headed over to the school. It's the home of the crazed shooter who carried out the elementary school massacre. And it's also where he shot his first victim, his own grandmother. She is in stable condition today. There's blood all over. Oh my gosh, it's all the way up here. The killer's grandfather showed reporter Ali Bradley the disturbing scene. There was a pool of blood here. Really? We are now seeing the killer's last selfie and his chilling final message. I'm a go shoot up at elementary school right now. Salvador Ramos sent the warning to a 15-year-old German girl who goes by the screen name Cece. He met her just two weeks ago on a little-known social network app for teens based in France called Yubo. Referring to his grandmother, he wrote, I'm going to do something to her right now. She's on the phone with AT&T about my phone. It's annoying. Six minutes later, he messaged, I just shot my grandma in the head. The German girl is speaking out today, telling the New York Times, maybe I could have changed the outcome. I just could never guess that he'd actually do this. Ramos worked at the drive through window of this Wendy's and told co-workers he was saving to buy guns. He was rude, creepy, and scruffy, says a former co-worker. He bought a top-of-the-line version of the AR-15 as seen in these YouTube videos. Ramos legally purchased it online. The receipt shows he paid $2,024.28. He also bought a handgun, 
ammo and body armor. Former FBI mass shooting expert Catherine Schweit says Ramos might have been stopped if warning signs had been reported. One of the more telling things for me is that some of the people who are coming forward and saying, I saw this with him, I saw this change in his behavior, I saw him start to spend more time with guns. We can gather a lot of information about this young man now, but it would have been nice if we'd gathered it before he started shooting. The whole nation is grappling with grief. CBS Morning's co-anchor Tony DeCoppo struggled to keep his emotions in check. Uh, Ambry uh, was a, uh, an honor roll student. It's just really hard here. And we're all going to pack up and eventually we'll go home. Uh, but this community is going to be living with this forever. Jimmy Kimmel fought back tears. There have been 27 school shootings so far this year in this country, and it's May. <laughs> How does this make sense? It doesn't make sense. The deadly shooting has revived the debate over arming teachers and posting guards at schools. And there are now more questions prompted by new video of the shooter who effortlessly entered the school. Police say he stood outside and fired shots for 12 minutes before he went indoors. It's a haunting image. The gunman entering Robb Elementary through an unlocked door. Nothing is stopping him. No locks, no security guard. He strolls right in. Was there a school officer on campus? And was that school officer armed? There was not an officer readily available armed. No. Locals we spoke to say the door was left unlocked after the honor roll ceremony held earlier that day. The breakdown in security is sparking a fierce debate over school safety, with Fox News personalities calling for extreme measures. We have retired military. We have retired law enforcement. They can be in every school. They can be outside the perimeter. We need to install man traps. This is something we've discussed in the past. Man traps, a series of interlocking doors at the school entrance that are triggered by a tripwire, and it traps the shooter like a rat. This is what a man trap looks like. It's a double door system where a visitor is locked between two doors while they are screened. But it's too much for some. Are you out of your mind? You guys want to turn schools into maximum security prisons with man traps and tripwires and teachers carrying guns? If these people had their way, everything would be a scene on a RoboCop. At this school in Albuquerque, some of the teachers carry guns. This is a 45. Yes, director of security. 45. Brian Higgins is a security expert. We want to be able to prevent those people who are intent on killing others from getting into the building. Some parents will say they do not want their child in a place that looks like a prison. I believe today with the technology we have and the designers, engineers and security experts, we can develop much more hardened schools that don't look the, like the days of old school. Teachers across the nation are sharing the precautions they take every day. One keeps a baseball bat in her classroom closet. Having to pull down your window cover so no one can see inside your classroom. Or a teacher you know has a plan for if that day comes. Well, that day came to that school, and unfortunately we have more heartache to report. The husband of murdered teacher Irma Gonzalez, apparently her loss was simply too much to bear. Today he died of a heart attack. Irma and Joe were high school sweethearts. They were married for 24 years, and their four children today are orphans. Other news today, testimony has ended in the Johnny Depp trial, and the final witness on the stand was Amber Heard. She had quite a sparring match with her ex-husband's attorney, Camille Vasquez.
Fireworks in court as Amber Heard goes head-to-head -head with Johnny Depp's firecracker lawyer, Camille Vasquez. Your lies have been exposed to the world multiple times, right? I haven't lied about anything I've been here to say. The lawyer tried to poke holes in the actress's claim that Depp assaulted her during a birthday party held at an upscale trailer park. We heard from that manager of the Hicksville trailer park, Morgan Knight, on Monday, didn't we? I'm not quite sure who that guy was. I've heard a lot of people say a lot of things to be involved in the Johnny Depp show, but he wasn't there. He doesn't know. And he certainly doesn't know what happened behind closed doors. The lawyer also accused Amber of tipping off reporters about a restraining order she obtained against Depp in 2016. You knew the press would be at the courthouse, right, Ms. Heard? No. Well, you did bring your publicist to the courthouse with you on May 27th, 2016, didn't you? I sure did. I'm a public figure. I brought my publicist in case it blew up. Camille Vasquez also suggested the video of Depp banging those kitchen cabinets was leaked by Amber to embarrass Depp. Ms. Heard, you edited out the portions that made you look bad before sending it to TMZ. <laughs> You're very wrong about that. You edited that video before you gave it to TMZ so that only Mr. Depp would look bad, yes? That's absurd. Supermodel Kate Moss also came up. Yesterday, she testified that Johnny Depp never threw her down a flight of stairs as Amber suggested. You didn't expect Ms. Moss to agree to testify that that never happened, did you? Incorrect. I know how many people will come out of the woodwork to be in support of Johnny. So you think Ms. Moss needs to come out of the that. woodwork to testify for Mr. Depp? Everybody who was around in the 90s and the early aughts knew that rumor. The two women genuinely seem to despise each other. The metadata next to it is so that Ms. Heard, to avoid this Ms. Sort of Heard, confusion. there is no question pending, and I would appreciate it if you wouldn't be making argument to the jury. Sorry, I thought you would ask me about it. No, I didn't ask you about anything. Check out Amber's sister's reaction to that. What a moment inside the courtroom. You could feel the tension and the angst, the acrimony between Camille Vasquez and Amber Heard. Everyone in the courtroom was sitting on pins and needles. Amber was the last witness to be called. Ladies and gentlemen, you have heard all the evidence you're going to hear in this matter. And so closing arguments have been set for tomorrow. Next, here he is, the pilot who passed out. His plane was landed by a passenger with zero experience. This can't be the last time I ever see my husband. And taps across America. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's the miracle landing by a passenger after the pilot had a major medical emergency, and now the pilot is speaking out. Here he is, the pilot who passed out mid-flight, leaving a passenger with zero experience to miraculously land that small plane in Florida. When I say I'm glad to be here, I'm really glad to be here. So. <laughs> 
Allen is speaking for the first time, joined by his friend Russ Frank, who was a passenger on board the plane. I remember telling Russ and Darren um, that I didn't feel well. My head was pounding. Then he collapsed. And the second passenger, Darren Harrison, who was not at the press conference today, stepped in. I've got a serious situation here about pilot the plane was flying from the Bahamas when it happened. For Darren and Russ to remain calm during this unbelievable, stressful situation, I can't understand that. It's, there's just no doubt God was with them, guiding them every step of the way. After he passed out, Allen was moved to the back seat, and Harrison took over the controls. I just kept tapping his feet. I don't know why. Uh, I just wanted to make sure he was still with us. On the ground, air traffic controller Robert Morgan says his experience as a flight instructor helped him guide Harrison. He's able to listen to me and fly the plane. I got more confident and I, I started to think to myself like, hey, we can really pull this off. As the plane came in for a landing, a new crisis. I lost the plane around 300 feet on our radar, but your heart kind of sinks because I don't know if they're still there. I don't know if they crashed. So I reach out to Darren and I say, hey, are you still there? He's like, I'm still here. Once they landed, there was one question. He says, I'm on the runway. How do I stop this thing? Kenneth Allen suffered an acute aortic dissection. Once we landed, I recall waking up a little bit, but was still confused. Doctors didn't think he'd make it. They actually let him FaceTime with his wife to say goodbye. I was thinking the whole time, this can't be the last time I ever see my husband. I just want to thank everybody. And I'm very happy to be here. So thank you very much. We need a happy story with a happy ending right now. And when we come back, a special tribute to the troops. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Finally today, taps across America. From veterans honoring those they've lost to a lone cowboy on a country road. From the rooftop set against the New York skyline to deep within a grassy field, people are answering the call all across America for a special request this Memorial Day. Play taps at precisely 3 p.m. local time. This man took trumpet lessons for seven months to be able to participate. It's a powerful tribute dreamed up by CBS News correspondent Steve Hartman. Let's just talk about not just Memorial Day, but just what's happening in the country and why it's so poignant that people come together. That's the amazing thing about TAPS, is it means different things to different people. For a lot of folks, it means a time to remember fallen heroes, but it's also just a time to reflect and look back at what really matters, those who sacrificed, and how can we make ourselves better. Find out how you can participate at InsideEdition.com. See you tomorrow.
If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.